on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. In the retail industry that we are working on, people are used to change. So they want to look at, they want to see new, new stuff every day. So they, if, if there is a hot button topic over there, they want to look at that. There is a new product available somewhere, they want to look at that. They are almost like four-year-olds. They want more attraction. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. Got a king on the stage today. I'm going to I'm gonna do my best with your name. Narsamen Valur. How did I do? Different. Good but job. The, the, right, the <laughs> right answer, whether I butchered it or not, I'm so sorry about that. But um, Narsamen, I'm so glad that you're here. You have built such a unique business, and you started it in the middle of COVID. So I'm just so excited that you're here and that we get to we get to talk about all the challenges that you've that you've been through. Thank you for being here. Let's talk about what kind of business that you have. So I have my business is Chaparis.com. So we do grocery delivery for ethnic customers in the greater Seattle area. And we also do delivery to businesses in Washington, Boston, and Massachusetts and in wow. California. Love that. You're so, you're bringing the you're bringing the good stuff every day, the stuff that we need every single day, bringing it right to the door. So I can proudly say that in California and Washington, I only deliver to one, two, one or two states here. But in Massachusetts, I, I deliver to a lot of states there. That's so right. it's very small. That's right. Totally different landscape than, than the Seattle, Washington, and California area, right? Yes. Well, that's awesome. Well, I definitely want to get into a little bit of the, the story here. You've been doing this for a minute. We were just talking off air. You've been through some ups and downs. You know, COVID presented some challenges as it did for all of us. I started my business in 2015, the grocery delivery business in 2015. But it took me like the proof of concept went for almost 10 years time. So during that time, when I'm looking at ethnic grocery delivery, there was absolutely no one in the market. And I recently moved my house to somewhere and it was a problem for me, for us to right. find the groceries from my home where there are, there are stores like Safeway but not ethnic groceries. I couldn't find like, stuff like medjool date or mangoes or stuff like that from yep. here. And if at all, I tried to go to the stores also, most of them are like old, stinky, not exactly stinky, but old and yep. not in good shape as we expected. So we thought, let me find, this is not just a problem for me, it's a problem for everyone. So there are so many people who are looking for something like this. And then we started with that. And we started with doing the shopping ourselves. I hired like few people, did the shopping, and then have the groceries delivered to my to the customers and customers over here. That's that's how we started to solve my house problems to start with. So I don't want my wife to ask me that I go and buy this particular item, and she always says in the local language and not in English. 
So it's extremely hard for me to go to the school and then convert that into English and then figure out what I need to achieve and do right. that. And when I come home, I'm always given the stick because I've worked the wrong way. Well, now I, I want you to know that regardless of the translation from your your language to, to English, I get the same treatment. I don't even get sent to the grocery store anymore. Okay, so... <laughs> Exactly the point. Yes. Yeah, it's it's not good. In fact, actually, there is one way. Tell me, tell me if this <laughs> if this makes sense for you. But if if it's sent to me in a text message, written and a picture, and as long as there's not too many items, I might succeed. <laughs> is, is that yeah, built that into your uh, your technology? Can I can I see everything so, on a picture? And that makes sense, right? Like for my wife, we used to say, "Don't tell anything in words." Right, give me in a text. So we used to, in the initial days, we used text. So she sends me a text. So I have a little bit of time to translate back to English and figure out and go. The next thing functions brand. So she always expects a certain brand because I, right. I never used to enter into the kitchen for cooking. Right after marriage, she took over the kitchen because she is a fantastic cook compared to me. So since she does a fantastic job, I decided, okay. I'm a no-voice, let me not enter, then she will ask me to start cooking. Yeah. And eat, yeah. And eat my food, I should start cooking with food, which is horrible. Right. 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 So, in which case, she has more preference on brand and on like the style of shopping and things like that. So I cannot, it's, there is no literal knowledge transfer given from her to me, so which is very difficult for me. Then she says, when I go to the store and buy something and comes come over home, she says, like, haven't you ever walked into the pantry? This is the brands I buy. Look at what you bought, right? These are not the top brands, right? So she, it's always like, I asked you to buy Apple, but you bought like the like old Android. So this right. is not bad, right? So, so we have all of these problems. Yes, there are going to be a bunch of other problems, but day-to-day lives, right? Every week we go through this problem. We go read not just the dialogue between husband and wife to choose what is necessary and what is not necessary and stuff like that, but right. also things afterwards. It's like who goes to shopping with the kid and comes back. Is it right. my job or your job? Right? So all of this lifestyle revolves around shopping and the kind of products you buy and cook and yeah, all that. That's right. So that's where that's where I thought let's streamline that and bring quality products that people use on a day to day life. Right. So that, that is, that is the whole idea of why I want to be there. And I yeah. always want to be part of something that a larger, a business that can be used by a larger audience, right? Like yeah. Google or famous companies like Facebook, Google or anything. So that's the idea. Like I want to shoot for the sky. Of course, I did not reach the sky. I haven't reached not the yet. tree yet. I haven't reached the tree yet, but so it's a starting point. Yeah. That's where we started and we decided, okay, let me go into this space where there is a huge gap right now. Yeah. Post-COVID, it's not a huge gap. The gap has been narrowed significantly. By the time right. when we started, it was a huge gap. That's I right. started that and then I think I'm fairly successful in there because one thing I, I, I did not take into account is people do not trust others to do shopping for them. Right. So how do you, how do you, how do you overcome that? I mean, cause you're right. Like there's a lot of conveniences. It would be great if someone could go get the X, Y, Z for me, but 
I'm particular about X, Y, and Z, maybe like your wife where there's specific brands and then this and then this, and it's got to be in a specific way. And so how, how do I trust a brand to like yours to be able to give me the brands or the things inside of this cooking experience or really anything in life? Cause that's, it's a deeper letter, you know, rooted question of how, how are you building trust? Really? So one thing is for granted, people make mistakes. So whenever we are doing packing, we do make mistakes and stuff like that. How to correct the mistakes and make sure we give a consistently fine product every single time. So right. we set the expectation for the customers. First time they buy it, they get the expectation and then they know, okay, this is what I can expect from them. And they get, should get the same experience consistently right. throughout this phase. So that is the most important part. If you do it, you don't, you, you can improve it, but you should improve it in such a way that they can accept your improvement in way. So doing like a proof of concept with a bunch of customers and improving it makes a lot of sense. So we do that and we consistently try to keep the same consistency across the board during deliveries, during our delivery. Yeah. 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 The, that consistency not only sets the expectation, but then like you're saying over the course of time, over the course of the history that you build with this individual, it builds trust, loyalty. Yeah. And, and they can also see that my comments are being used wisely and then how we are improving it. This is how the product of the brand was there. Like two years ago, and this is how they are now, and, and yeah. so on. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, let's go through some of the good and bad decisions along the way. I want to know what was something that you can look back on, maybe in the earlier years, maybe, maybe more recently, something that you can look back on as a good decision that you made that you would make this decision over and over and over again. It led you to a lot of success. What is that? The number one thing I want to talk about is do not blindly trust your vendors. That means mm -hmm. that you can put a lot of trust on them. Yes. When I say blindly in the sense like you need to do your, you need to have your own quality control process to make right. sure products that you sell can meet your guidelines and brand and stuff. So right. in the earlier days, earlier days, we did not have the quality control because it was run in my garage. So I was looking for vendors who are like next door or very close to me, whom I can contact and approach quick, fast, dirty. And then it's like a proof of concept for me. So I went for bigger vendors close by and I asked them for products or brands that we carry. So carry them, bring them, stay local, right? Stay local, yeah. but stay local works very well for produce and some fresh items, but not for everything. So you need to put your quality control into process and not everybody is great at everything. So they have their own unique skills. So, and people always try to want to sell everything they have and not just, not just the one item that they are great at. So you as a customer, as, as a, as a, as a employee, as, as a company, I need to make sure I get the best product from the best vendor and make use of that. Like find everybody's quality, uniqueness, and yeah. try to sell that as much as possible. This is something that I did not do from the day one. So if I had done that from the day one during this research and did that from day one, I would have been a much, much bigger brand than what I am today. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You know, a reflection to be able to go back and, and look at that. Of course, you're making those changes now, I'm sure. How, how does the listener, they're, they're listening to you go, okay, I gotta, I gotta pick the best of the best. You know, whether it's vendors of my, the material that I'm purchasing, or in your case, it's the actual fruit or the, you know, the, the food product. 
or maybe it's, you know, it could be associated to like a, a, like a graphic designer that I use or a, you know, a marketing guy that I use, like the same concept, right? Like, even though maybe I'm not purchasing a physical thing of theirs, I'm, I'm purchasing their service. So I'm hearing you say like, pick a players because what that happens is that they're either service or product then gets represented as you. Is that what I'm hearing you say? That's right. So how does the listener right now, big or small company, they're listening and they're going, okay, well, maybe I haven't made those decisions yet. Maybe they're just a little bit of a hodgepodge. I've been bootstrapping or whatever. How do I go back through and kind of like start adjusting that and maybe getting rid of the people that aren't up to standard? Bootstrapping is great. Adjusting like all these things that you talked about, like hodgepodge, bootstrapping, all of this is great. You have your own process of doing proof of concept to make sure you have your quality control in place. Like we generally have interviews in place when you are interview when we are interviewing our employees or graphics designers or people like that. So before you go with them, do a little bit of research on what you want. Is that person capable of doing what you want to do? So often in my business, what we look at is I do not have a set requirement in place for some of the products, but customers want them. Customers simply right. say, I want this, right? Or sometimes there is like, I can look in a target market and say, these products are selling great over there. Why don't I bring them over here, right? So I need to do, I need to do decisions like that from time to time. When I do decisions like that, I would, we would want to do like enough homework behind the scenes and make sure right. what is that we want. So right now with our website and all that, we are bringing streamlined process as to bring as much information and 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 be transparent about the product to the customer as much as we can, right? So as a product in case, whenever we are promoting a brand, as much transparency we bring to the customer about the brand or the product, it gives us more control to the customer and the brand, connecting to the customer and the brand and not giving any fault of the brand on us, right? Yeah. So how we can do that is what we will have to look at. Quality control is number one. Number two, if you are onboarding vendor, give them exclusive, giving them exclusive space to the customer, the vendor to the customer is, is important on making sure how your brand can play a role in connecting these two people together. Yeah, I think that simply just communicating between the two or, or allowing them a clear way to communicate eliminates a lot of that potentially, yes. unless you are the method like the communication from the customer to the vendor. But even that still, like there's a certain pathway for that. I think that good expectations can be set and and a good, healthy relationship can be had. What about a bad so decision? You, Something that you've done that you got, you caught some bruises on and and we can, we can, we can learn. Absolutely. Quality control, as I mentioned before, in the initial days, I have onboarded products and customers, just like my wife. They, my customers have scolded me and then said, I never buy these products, right? right. And then right. we have private label products in the past and then given, to, given those products to the customers. Not When I say private label, that doesn't mean that actually taking a different brand and putting my brand name on that. It's basically something like we say, we sell oats, but instead of Quaker oats, we, saw, we just gave the name oats in print on the customer's space. And they bought oats and insert Quaker oats. We in between we take like great deal oats or Quaker oats or some other brand of oats and sell the customer the cheapest one possible. So we used to do that in the earlier days. And when we did that, customers find like 
Quaker Oats is much better quality than the other one. And they don't like the other one when they get it. That's when right. they say, oh, this is the kind of oats I get. I wouldn't buy from this company anymore. So that's where I talked about transparency on giving the customer and showing them exactly what they are so that they know the brand and they can directly talk to the brand and tell them that this is bad with your product and stuff like that. So right. That is one part where I was able to pick and choose multiple things in there. And the other part is so we have imported directly from India in different places. So when importing from different countries, uh, each country has its own norms and giving product packages and brands and all that. Like on expiry dates, product package, change giving their product packaging and all that. So when, when we are purchasing from these vendors, you are really clear on what we need and how we need and all that. But they never followed these directions that were given by us. And sure. they provided us products which did not follow these directions. And we paid for everything. And the container came over here. And then it's not like small. It's like $50,000 worth of goods coming over here. And after it came over here, you find like, what? what is this? Everything is expired. Like everything has a batch date of like 15 days from now. I have to sell this whole container within 15 days. Wow. <laughs> right. And then I go back to them and tell them like, this is not what I asked. What are you giving me? All of these supposed to, I told you, I want only exported, export products for the U.S. and not anything else. Right. So I had, I had asked questions like this and they say, oh, you know what? All these dates are being mishandled by the retailer in your target country. Like, dude, no. If I had known this, I would not even have picked up the phone with you. Right. right. And so those are kind of issues that happens. So now we have a team in India to make sure before it lands or the target country where it goes, if it is India, Europe or anywhere like that, right. make sure to go talk to the customer the person over there and do that. See, they, the best thing about, they, the thing about this is the vendors we worked with, they were supplying goods to us in the past. It's, and they know the process and they know everything. That's where we, that's where I said, make sure you work with them on what they are great at. Yeah. And figure out and work with them for the greatness and not everything else. If you are working with the vendor and making sure he's providing something else, have a quality control process have them to ask them to send you like a small batch of items, make sure it meets your criteria, your business criteria and, and, and works with that because every business works in a different way. And in, in the business field, everybody has assumptions and they assume that others also work in the same way as they were. That's right. In there. And, and everybody wants to make sure they provide the goods at the cheapest to cost us. So that right. means that Every, anything small, small details here and there, everything is offloaded to the end customer. It's their problem, not my problem. I will give you the products at the cheapest cost. Everything else is your problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're downloading some really, really, really simple things, but but very profound, I guess, is when when you're dealing with multiple vendors, which many, many listeners are, you don't have to necessarily just go with the same one for a lot of different things. And I think probably a lot of people just was like, what's well, simplicity? You know, this guy can do everything for me or it's, you know, I know the guy, we've got a great relationship, but what you're saying is like, above all that, the end user is actually the most important and the, the trust that you're giving to them by brand standard. And so you got to hold that line. And, and even if you need to have multiple different vendors, 
for all their different, you know, strengths, that's okay. No, if one person can give you everything, that's great. Just have a quality control process. Make sure all the products that he gives you is exactly the same as the other one is giving you. Right. 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 Once you take the initial first initial phase is going to be extremely difficult for you to go through the quality control process, which is more like interviewing the right candidate for you for the job. It's right. like that. So once we go through that, then everything falls in line right. properly. Yeah. Yeah. You've got kind of two, two, uh, two on-ramps there that you can take. Both, both lead to the same place, which is high quality standard, which then gives the experience to the client, what it is that you're actually wanting to give them. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Love that. Okay. Let's go. Um, of course, of course my partners listening to this are going to say, why didn't he put it back daggly? Well, because I didn't know it back then, gosh darn it. <laughs> if I had known it, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done it. But that's what hindsight looks like, you know? Yeah. And I think as business owners, it, this is interesting. We were talking about this before we hit the record button. But, you know, we do this show because we can learn from the things that you didn't know back then that you do know now. And this is the this is the the very MS of the show, but also just networking and getting in relationship with other high performers is that I don't need to go figure out your problem because you already, you already solved it. I just yeah. need you to tell me what exactly. the answer is. Exactly. See, that is another thing I want to talk about is in the, in the problem space, we were trying to set up a, set up a store in, in a different location at California. And for some reason, there were issues there, like, this working with the CP, getting the electricity and things like that over there took almost like eight months Jeez. over there. And then I, I'm keep on telling everyone that my store is coming in two months, two months. And it's going oh. to be a year. So <laughs> in, a, in a year, of course, the good part is I did not spend any money on it, but time wasted is time wasted over there. So, and we have a bunch of people who are ready to come, I mean, who are working as our partner in that area, who I think that who are good at what they are doing because they have done something similar over there. So this is exactly where it would help most to talk to people who have done this in the past, ask them maybe in the target area, ask them, okay, I'm going to do this. What are the gocha? Tell me the gocha. Right? That's right. If we did that, then great. They would have told me the gotchas. This is what it is. And this is how much it will cost. You are, you are trying to think like it will be like $500,000. It will be like a million dollars to set this project up. The budget in place and, and all that. And hindsight is another problem. Like during co one year ago, the interest rates were like 4% for business and stuff like that. Now it's like 10%, 10, 12, 13% in there, right? Like eight months. We thought, okay, let's get the loan when everything is ready and set. Now the interest rates have gone like three times. Yeah, yeah. Let let alone let alone even the 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 products that were sold back then at a low price that are were on an arm or some sort of a, a variable. And man, there's some businesses getting yeah. getting and, torn up. Uh, right. And the our margins are not increasing. The interest right. rates have gone up. Our margins are actually going down. They are not increasing because post COVID and all of the issues that is happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of challenges and I'm sure that you'll, you'll solve those as well as we always do. Um, let's go over to our speed round here because I want to get into some, some hard hitting questions. The first one's around KPIs. So in this grocery delivery business, I mean, you, you, you're doing it in a couple of different ways and many different areas. 
What's the number one KPI that you need to track in order to be successful? On my day-to-day day-to-day work, number of complaints I get from my customer is the most important number one thing. Number one thing. Number two thing is the we constantly need to reach out to the customer and get reviews from them on the brand or the product. Like new customers are liking the brand or product, <clears throat> which is which is also extremely important. So these two things. More complaints coming from customers on either the brand or the products that brand sells is very important. And number two is like reviews coming from existing customers or new customers that are using. The third KPI is dropout in orders. Okay. Tell us more. So like we have like week over week, we have sales. So many number of orders come out week over week. So if in any Got week, like orders drop out, that's an immediate sign of either your brand is not or you were, or there is like a huge event going on in the market all of a sudden, which is doing that, right? Right. Either dropout or increase in orders, both you need to be watched out, watched out for. Yeah. Since COVID came in, like we know that all of a sudden your website can crash, right? And if it crashes, the customers you lost are not going to come back. Right. Yeah. It's a big deal. All right. What, uh, what book or resource would you recommend? For a listener right now who wants to go to the next level. I, I don't usually have time to read through books as such, but I do have time to read through like LinkedIn posts sent by different people over there. Like I'm following like Jeff Bezos post or any sure. other somebody else post behind and looking at success stories of other businesses and yeah. listening to podcasts like yours. So these yeah. kind of things actually really help help me. And it's more of trying to know today's trend because people like to go with today's trend and see like like match up with like hot hitting keywords that are happening on the market and and that's what people are looking for and it would be good for for even though even though it may take a long time for us to implement the latest features but people would want to know that we are headed in the right direction for example right now ChatGPT is a it's a big thing everybody talks about ChatGPT and within right. our company also, we are thinking about how to implement either chat GPT or something similar in the customer service arena where people can come in and then say the type and then they say, I want to do this, I have this problem and how the right. response comes to them real time and all that. So we are trying to implement those kind of things. So listening to looking at different articles from people and trying to look at different success stories of different people and, and trying and where from where we can come up and say, okay, working with for business would be a good idea for this business where I can <laughs> integrate my shopping cart along with WhatsApp and trying to provide the opportunity for the customer to order directly from there. So looking at ideas like that and trying to see how these ideas can implement it into place. Yeah. But sometimes simplicity is the most important part. So providing options for customers into multiple places may not be a good idea. So where this is where I think about a business to business platform where we have like an extremely simple process for ordering and customers know this is where I can come day in and day out, dial right. and then they say, okay, this is how I place my order because this is not an order being, not always an order being placed by a techie. This is mostly an order being placed by somebody who's a chef or somebody who's managing a restaurant or someone like right. that. So they don't want changes. They don't want any changes. Nope. So hit the re- just dirty, hit the repeat button. <laughs> if it is dirty, they want it dirty. Right. Yeah. 
So these are the kind of people that they are used to, to a certain recipe. And if that recipe works for a customer, they want to rinse and repeat the recipe for a million times. Right. Yeah. So that is where that is where those are some of the places where we don't need to look at new customer, but for existing customer, dial down is extremely important. Yeah. In the retail industry, in the retail industry that we are working on, people are used to change. So they want to look at they want to see new new stuff every day. So they if, if there is a hot button topic over there, they want to look at that. There is a new product available somewhere. They want to look at that. They are almost like four-year-olds. They want more attraction. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the on the topic of ChatGPT, I just saw yesterday or the day before I saw a video of how it can integrate with OpenTable and like basically you can say, "Hey, I'm looking to do a recipe of this kind," and it can give you the recipe, and it can also then connect you and book you a table at a restaurant that makes that dish or something like that. So. I can only imagine that uh, being able to connect to your business or a, a grocery delivery business like yours is right around the corner for ChatGPT because yep. the, you know the integrations with OpenTable are already in the in the hot box, you know. Yeah. So, so that is probably one place where we can spend a little bit of time and research and doing that and yep. figuring out how to integrate that and be first in the market or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. I got a question for you around family. I'm just a firm believer that not only do I need to be obsessed with my business in order to be successful, I need to be obsessed with my family in order to be successful, but successful Absolutely. in my family. How do you how do you obsess at your with your family at the same time as obsessing with your business? Absolutely. So in my earlier days, it was extremely difficult because when I receive a call, I used to be in the customer support aspect for my business. The people call at whatever time they can. So oh, whenever yeah. I get a call, everybody goes silent in my house. Everybody knows. Everybody goes silent in my house when I receive a call and then I finish the call and then they come back on and then they talk to me and stuff like that. So That's I awesome. gave more importance. This is this was like a important So I gave more importance for the business as well as them. And I was also doing a job in Square as well. So they were not getting enough attention for me. So yeah, but now, now in recent times, it is very important for me. I understood that automation and self-reliance is more important, and pro and having personal time for my son is also very important. There is no right. such thing saving time or saving money, right? For others, you you save time now or you save time later, or you save money now or you save money later. So, it as much as you can, make sure set up the budget right and make sure you have the right resources for the right job. Make sure they can take care of the calls and manage the time accordingly and all that and have the peace of Yeah, which ultimately allows you to, to be present with your family Correct. and not have to, you know, do the, the hurry up quick shush game. Although I loved how you said it because there is a there is a stage in the business where you have to do that. There's, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't have any other customer support folks at that time. And I bet your kids remember that, hopefully in a good way. Whereas like, you remember when dad used to have the, you know, da, 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 and he'd, you know, take a phone call like that as an entrepreneur are, those are memories that we're creating and part of what we're building into our children. So it's not all bad that we have to do business and family at the same time. But to your point that you made there, it's when we continually choose it over and over and over. And eventually it just, it, it just tips the scale where it's like, it's all business, no family whatsoever, rather than there it being, you know, integrated. Right. Absolutely. You hit that down. Right. So that is, that is exactly what, 
my suggestion would be um, there is always going to be a bootstrapping phase. As a business entrepreneur, you are always filled with ideas, new, new ideas to explore, to improve within your market and all that. Sometimes some, some ideas work, some ideas you may want to revisit later in the future, restart and review and things like that in there, in there. So personal time is, is difficult, but just like in, just like in office, just like all work in office, like block time for things like that, you can also communicate that with your family as well and tell them that I'm going busy from this time to this time, but yeah. I will set up more time with you later in that. And this is what I'm trying to do. This is how I'm trying to change the world, inspire them, like inspire yeah. your family on how you are changing the world and tell them that this is the hardships of running a business and this is on the profits of running the business. I see my my family look at both of them whenever they come with me to the to the office and they see oh what I can see this business grow from so small to so great right? right and this is what what this business has been done and I can also we go to events sometimes they they talk to my customers right hand and whenever I say I'm not a smart for shoppers everybody says. I know who you are. You don't need any introduction, right? So those kind of things in front of my kids, they know, oh, okay, he's, he's doing something good, right? right. And yeah. they can also take inspiration from you and do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they're watching and, and absorbing quickly at a, high, at a higher, high rate. I got one last question here for you. If you had the opportunity to whisper in the younger version of you, in the younger, the younger ear, if you will, what would you say? So I would say that whatever you do, make sure it is scalable. So look at the scalability first, then look at profitability and then all of that. So the time, so initial days when I looked at this project, I was only looking at the money that I can spend. And I was also looking at ROI and, and stuff like that later and all that. I was really not looking at scalability as one of the metrics, number one. Number two is how fast people will adopt to a service like, right? So COVID was a boom, a blessing in disguise. So a lot of people adopted the project like, like in a, in a, in a fraction of time, something like that. And, uh, which was great. And before that, it was very, very hard. Like it was going like snail pace. We were doing good. We were not doing bad, but the kind of improvement we were looking for on, on month over month was not really hitting there. So once COVID hit, we kind of, we were hit every, from every direction at the same time. And that gave us like a lot of ideas and then say like how we can improve. What is yeah. that most important for me to improve? So number one, most important, I would say to anger self of myself is have your eye and build on top of your right, right? Bringing, bringing the right vendor who's not available anywhere in the market, come with him first, right? Don't come with him. Like I came with the idea of shopping and delivery, which is, which is great, but which did not have my own IP in there. Mm. So uh, my own set of products and the high quality products that people will actually like in there and stuff like that, right? right. So those are things that I would tell my younger self look at these key points yeah i love I, it i love how I love how direct you are with your younger self i think it's great <laughs> here here's exactly what i did wrong do it like this instead <laughs> i love that i love that 
Well, I want to know, how can we find your grocery service if we're in the Northwest or if we're in California or if we're in Boston? How can the listener find you and purchase your your grocery service? Also, if they want to just reach out to you and talk to you as an entrepreneur, how can they find you personally? So they can go to shopperish.com, S-H-O-P-E-R-I-E-S.com. And within anywhere in the greater Seattle area, they can go to shopperish.com and then look at groceries that we sell over there and do their they can also go to shoppingsbulk.com, that's the specific website for, for restaurants and bigger businesses. Our prices are super competitive. So you can, you don't have to take my word for it. So you can, even you might think that this is sounds like shoppingsbulk.com, shoppingsbulk.com. There is not a name that I have not heard. It's not like Walmart or Amazon or anything, but just go and look at the price. Right. right? Just so I don't know to talk. Yeah, I don't want to talk about my products or anything. If you go and look at prices in a product, just have a registration based on your area. Like if you live anywhere in Massachusetts or Rhode Island or anywhere close by, or you you are in like anywhere closer to the greater San Jose area, Silicon Valley area, or you are in greater Seattle area, just go there, look at the prices of shopperiesbulk.com. If you own a restaurant, look at that. You will find the prices to be super competitive, whether you are buying meat or any any specific set of stuff over there the prices will be super competitive in shopperiesworld.com and i'm sure you will hop onto it in no time yeah and it saves a lot of time and money for you just like how i talked about working with the third, second person to know what brand or what everything you need in restaurant process it's extremely difficult because you yeah. need to know the complete intelligence of your whole pipeline in right. there in order to order a coach for your restaurant. So where a product like this, you can give the product to your chef, your your, your waiter or your this thing, all of these guys and ask them, just add the products to the, to the cart. I will review it end of the week and place the order. Right? You don't need to worry about what brand they have to buy, what quantity they have to buy, none of them. Just do this and do that. And you can also ask us, I want to know, set up my website, set up my cart in such a way that week over week, I can place my order. All we ask is give us, let us know what you buy in the past. We will have the interview with all the different teams that you have, and then we will set it up for you. And then you can go and place the order yourself week over week. So we do that for you for the business side. On the greater Seattle area, where we are extremely strong, which is the first business I started, is the... It's a grocery delivery to independent customers over here. It's more of an ethnic grocery delivery. It's a pure vegetarian store. We don't sell any meat or chicken or anything. It's pure vegetarian. But you can find exciting fresh products like fresh fruits. If you want fruits like that, you may have to go to Florida or Hawaii or even back to India, Thailand cool. or, or places like that. You can find like guava, like Hawaiian papaya, yeah. fresh mangoes from India and stuff like that over there. And all of them are in affordable prices, except for mangoes, which come from India, which are like super expensive and super tasty. Yes. Super tasty. Yeah. You, you, don't, you can't, you, you get what you pay for. All right. <laughs> yeah. And but, then uh, we have a bunch of, bunch of cool snacks and millets, which you can, you can consume in different ways and rice and all sort of, all sort of cool stuff is available there. If you go, you can browse around the website. It's not quite as tech friendly like Walmart site or otherwise we target, we focus more on our products first, the quality of our products first, 
then the quality of the services and the internet services and stuff like that we provide in there. If it does, it is great. We have a web book, we have a mobile application for Android, iPhone, and, and all that as well. And we also have a website, shopperies.com. Please, please try us out. And I'm sure you like it. If you don't like it, or if you have any comments or, or anything, you can directly reach me out, valur at shopperies.com or valur at gmail.com is my email. Please reach me out over there with respect to this business or any questions. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I like. I like to discuss with others about how to run a business or, or how to start a business. I have worked with two or three businessmen in other parts of US to starting their own e-commerce business. Like few years ago, I have helped them yeah. bootstrap end-to-end as well. And I have no stake in that. I had no stake in that. So if yeah. you want to give me a stake, that's great. If not, <laughs> I would like to help you out. Actually. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think that the the willingness to share and give is is fantastic. And you never know. You never know what kind of deals you come across because man, I tell you, even just from having folks on my show, we've I've done I've done literal deals, business deals with people that have been here on my show. I've obviously got uh uh we've grown, we've grown our mastermind group has grown from people being on the show. So there's always people listening or people who may you come in contact with that you can do business with or create a relationship and sometimes that turns into something else. So we just so Absolutely. appreciate you being here. Of course, your time that you gave here today was just super incredible, but I just wanted to not only thank you for that, but wish you a blessing on your family and your business, you. all the, the three different cities that you're in operating. Thank you for being here and giving so much, just incredible juicy details of your story. We appreciate it so much. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1,000 kings, specifically who are grateful but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.